Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you're having a great 2019. Certainly, if you're a Bucks fan, it's got to be better than 2018. And we wrapped up the season with Bucks general manager Jason Light on Monday. Of course, Light has been uh, given the task of hiring the next Bucks head football coach. He did that before with Dirk Cutter, who was then the offensive coordinator. But after three years, Cutter is gone. And there's some question as to why Jason Light is still the man who survived as general manager. So we're going to hear from Jason Light, and we're also going to talk about some of the candidates that are starting to crop up for the Bucks, including Bruce Arians, of course. You you know about him, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs and many others. And is Dirk Cutter headed to the Atlanta Falcons for his old job as offensive coordinator? We'll talk about that as well. All of that and more on this somewhat abbreviated edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay for New Year's Day. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, you know, for 30 years, Howard and Sue Million, they brought the cool comfort of air conditioning to the entire Tampa Bay area. So they've made thousands of residents millionaires with their quality products and service. You probably want to be a millionaire, too. Well, Millionaire is currently offering 0% interest for 72 months on qualifying equipment. Give them a call at 727-862-2100 to take advantage of this great offer on a brand new quality train air conditioning unit or to schedule service or maintenance. Call 727-862-2100 today. Trust the masters of comfort. Trust Millionaire. Well, an interesting day today at One Buck Place on New Year's Eve and Happy New Year to all of you out there once again. You know, Jason Light is someone who uh, was very close to Dirk Cutter and I would think remains so even today. Um, he was the general manager, of course, who hired Cutter after Lovey Smith was fired. Cutter was the offensive coordinator at the time, so they stayed in-house. It wasn't really much of a coasting search. It was more of a coronation after a week because in about seven or eight days or so, he became the Bucks head coach. And that was for continuity with Jameis Winston for his offense and his offensive acumen, which he proved again this year um, by really building really the best offense in franchise history. But... We know uh, the rest of the story. Of course, Cutter, after a nine and seven start, goes five and eleven. Five and eleven. He was fired after Sunday's thirty-four to thirty-two loss to the Falcons, and this happened uh, really fairly quickly. Within three hours, the Bucks had a statement out. Cutter left the stadium, from what I understand, at Raymond James. Uh, he was summoned over to One Buck Place, or what is now uh, the Advent Healthcare Center, and he met with the Glazers also briefly, and then with Jason Light, and they parted, I guess, uh, amicably. This was not a uh, an unexpected thing. Of course, Cutter had talked about the likelihood of this, and we heard him talking to third person about the Bucks, and the Bucks will do this and that. So uh, he is he is no longer, of course, the coach. But Jason Light is still the GM, and uh, it's interesting that the Glazers have placed all their faith in Jason um, to go ahead and be the one that hires the next head coach uh, for the Bucks, and this will take on, I think, a much different sort of coaching search, if you will. Because I think this is going to be a much broader search. It's going to be one that's, uh, for starters, is not going to include anybody within the building. I mean, you know, Jason Light said on Monday that uh, they will be looking outside. So that means coaches such as Brenson Buckner, who still has a year under contract, a guy like Todd Munkin, who's the offensive coordinator, uh, will not be considered at all. So they've been there, done that with Cutter. They feel like they need to go outside for this particular hire. Interestingly, Munkin, by the way, uh, has been given permission to interview for the New York Jets head coaching job. Uh, so the Jets are interested in Munkin, and uh, certainly uh, his success as a play caller this year 
being an offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, a head coach at Southern Mississippi makes him a new candidate. Although the Jets, you know, let's face it, they're going to have about, I don't know, 105, I think, uh, candidates through there before they pick a head coach. So Jason Light spoke on Monday. There was a little remorse in his voice. I mean, you know, recognizing the fact that um, his handprints are on this product as well, and maybe for even longer than it was for Dirk Cutter. I mean, Jason has been here five years. Uh, his teams uh, under his guidance or his construction, if you will, um, have you know finished in the NFC South cellar four out of five years now, this being uh, another year that they finished last in the division. Now, you could go back and say, well, you know, the first year, the Bucks were 2-14. and 14. Jason Light did not have control of the roster of the 53-man. That was Lovey Smith's purview. But it still goes on Jason's record for better, and in this case, um, for worse. But he recognized off the top when we spoke to him that, you know, he is getting a, a very big break in uh, the fact that, you know, he wasn't fired along with Dirk Cutter, that he's getting a chance to hire a head coach. He said that, you know, I'm... Right now, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be standing here. Um, I told that to Dirk last night. He was told me that he was happy that I was here. And I'm, right now, like I said, the Glazer family has put their confidence in me to find the next head coach. And I'm grateful for that opportunity. And we are committed. We're committed to find that guy. Uh, Light is going to be the guy. Uh, going forward that's going to conduct the search. And this will not be easy. Like I said, you know, these things kind of take on a life of their own. But Jason Light uh, is going to be very methodical. The problem is, is that you can't waste too much time. I mean, there are eight teams right now searching for a head football coach and in the NFL alone. This is something that if you're looking for the best quality assistants or, or you know, assistant coaches to go with your head coaches, you know, those staffs are going to be forming very fast. And so let's say your interest is Josh McDaniels, for example, and he's going to interview maybe in Green Bay or, or with the Jets or what have you. He's got a certain number of, of assistants that he wants to bring with him. So you need to get him in the building. You need to get him somewhere in front of you to pitch him and uh, uh, before he ends up going as one of the other teams. Now, you know, how you rank these teams, you know, depends on the candidate. I mean, if you're somebody like a Mike McCarthy, uh, who's, you know, had success in Green Bay, lots of success with Aaron Rodgers, won a Super Bowl, uh, really, you know, one of the few head coaches that are out there with a Super Bowl ring. You know, you've got your pick, and we've heard a lot about McCarthy and the Cleveland Browns, but let's face it, there's the Browns, there's the Jets, there's the Broncos, there's the Bengals, there's the Dolphins, there's the Packers, and also the Arizona Cardinals, who have Josh Rosen as their quarterback. Uh, they also have the number one overall pick. So those are enticing, enticing things if you're talking about attracting, you know, head coaches because, you know, all of those situations are different. And yet you have, in the case of, say, the Jets, you have Sam Donald, who's a young ascending, just a rookie coming off his rookie season uh, quarterback. You know, with the Green Bay Packers, you have a Hall of Fame uh, future Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, which is certainly a different deal. So, you know, the Cleveland Browns, uh, Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner, had a very successful rookie seasons. Then you have Jameis Winston. And, you know, the one thing I will say is that Dirk Cutter, and, and of course, you know, had done his best uh, to develop Jameis for the last four years. And 
there's been mixed results, and that's putting it mildly. Turnovers have been a problem. We mentioned that only Blake Bortles has more, just one more over the last four seasons than Jameis Winston does. That's certainly an issue with Jameis and the way he's played quarterback. Uh, but he's going to get the fifth-year option. And if there's one thing that Jason Light made clear on Monday, it was that, you know, this is our quarterback. And they think very, very, very highly of him. And they're not apologizing for the fact that, you know, Winston, who was taken number one overall in 2015, is going to be their man. And so Jason Light made it clear that if you're a coaching candidate out there, he said the following, Jameis Winston will be here. We have him under contract for a year. He's done some amazing things for a young 24, turns 25 next week quarterback. He's accomplished more than most of the elite quarterbacks have his age through that time span in their careers. Uh, and uh, there's a lot to like about Jameis. Jameis will be here next year. So, you know, is, is that really a selling point? Or could that be maybe an impediment? I mean, depending on the head coach, depending on, you know, what sort of resume he has and what sort of leverage he has with other teams or opportunities, he may find that to be not to his liking. He may want to start over with his own quarterback. And so that certainly changes things. I asked Dirk Cutter if he, or I'm sorry, I asked Jason Light if he felt that that would limit somehow the number of candidates that he could attract or that the Bucks could attract. He simply said, "Well, based on the texts and phone calls and emails that I've been getting since whatever, roughly eight o'clock last night, I don't think that's going to be an issue." So that would indicate that uh, at least privately, and these are people that want the Bucks job, that people seem to be on board with taking Jameis Winston and. And, and sort of sort of moving forward. So, um, you know, another issue uh, in the situation would be that if you're a head coach looking for a new spot or you're a head coaching candidate, are you okay with Jason Light as your general manager? So you're not only inheriting the quarterback, but they're also giving you the general manager in Jason Light, who has had the personnel duties and the final 53-man roster uh, limit say, final say, uh, ever since Lovey Smith left. So, and what Jason Light said is that... You know, that, that'll depend. Um, I think I said this last time, too, that I'm not going to get in the way and let an ego get in the way of getting the right guy here. And my job is to bring right now is to get the best fit of a head football coach, period. So whatever has to be done, has to be done. I think it's unlikely that Light would give that up. Uh, again, if you're talking about someone like a Jim Harbaugh, somebody like a John Harbaugh, somebody um, maybe, you know, uh, I mean, maybe even uh, a McCarthy. I mean, Mike McCarthy, you don't know. Um, you might have to do that. You know, he might have enough clout and enough leverage to say, no, I, I really want, I want that personnel decision. Uh, one thing that, Jason is going to do different this time than he didn't do last time, however, uh, is that he is going to utilize a headhunting firm, Corn. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ferry, uh, which has been used by other teams, for, uh, you know, to it's a, it's a search firm, basically, for coaches. And it's an agency that has helped other, other NFL teams. Now, what they'll tell you if you ask Corn Ferry or you go to their their marketing, they've helped the Texans. They helped the Texans find Bill O'Brien. They helped the Falcons uh, hire Dan Quinn. They helped the Chiefs with Andy Reid, the Seahawks with Pete Carroll, the Jaguars with Doug Marone. Now, I would venture to guess that all of those guys I just mentioned were well-known within the coaching community. I mean, come on, Bill O'Brien worked for the Patriots all those years, head coach at Penn State, Dan Quinn with the Seahawks. Pete Carroll won national titles and has been in the NFL before, before he went to Seattle. Um, Andy Reid, seriously, ever heard of Andy Reid in the Philadelphia Eagles going to all uh, those NFC championship games? So it's kind, of, it's kind of, you know, disingenuous, I think, to think that, you know, they somehow found these guys, but they do have perhaps information that uh, the clubs don't have, you know, the bandwidth to organize and, and uh, perhaps set up interviews. I'm not sure exactly what they do, but they are a search firm. What they don't tell you is that they also recommended Hugh Jackson to the Bengals, who went one in 31, uh, and uh, GM John Idzik, who used to be in Tampa Bay, to the Jets, and that turned out not to be a very good marriage. So um, it's not batting a 1,000. Now, the one thing that Jason Light did say was that, hey, I'm going to be the guy or we're going to be you know, making the head coaching selection. We're not going to leave this up to the search firm. The search firm is a tool. Corn Ferry is here to help us, to assist us. Um, it's, you know, again, it's something other organizations have done. Um, so he's going to utilize that and, uh, and kind of broaden the search if he can just a little bit. And who knows you know, exactly where, where this is headed. I mean, um, we do know that uh, the Bucks reportedly have asked permission now to interview Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. When you talk about Andy Reid, you talk about a hot coaching tree. That's really where you want to start. You want to start with Kansas City because right now, you know, they're spawning coaches to Philadelphia. Of course, we saw what happened with the Eagles winning uh, the Super Bowl. And now Frank Reich, who is their quarterback's coach, is now winning in Indianapolis. Um, and and it, goes, it goes on and on. So Eric Bieniemy, um, the latest uh, – you know, hot name that's that's out there, and he's going to interview for a number of jobs. But apparently, the Bucks have asked for permission for him to interview here. Now, we've also talked a lot about Bruce Arians, and you know, look, Bruce Arians uh, is sixty-seven years old. He's a guy that walked away from the Arizona Cardinals in part because of some health scares that he had, because he had been in in you know coaching football for a better part of 40, 45 years. So, um, you know, it was something that uh, he's 66 years old, as I mentioned, is something that he had decided with his wife to retire. She wanted him to retire from coaching. He's only been out a year. He did some broadcasting over this past season. A lot of times guys get away from the game and they miss it. They realize that, you know, there's not enough golf to play. There's not enough. There's nothing, as Dirk Cutter would say, to replace sort of the adrenaline of the three hours of an NFL game. Um, and so, you know, this is why they get back into it. I'll say this about Bruce Arians, uh, you know, who's a cool cat, you know, with a, with a newspaper hat and the whole deal. Um, look, he, he fits a lot of the criteria. Uh, he's a proven NFL head coach. He did it um, certainly on an interim basis. Indianapolis was the Cardinals head coach. But more than that, he's a quarterback whisperer. 
Uh, he's a guy that had Ben Roethlisberger with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had, you know, Peyton Manning and then later Andrew Luck with the Indianapolis Colts. And then he went on to Arizona where he had Carson Palmer and had a lot of success with him. So, you know, that's a guy who has also known Jameis Winston, as we said the other day, um, since Jameis used to go to his football camp in Birmingham, Alabama, back when he was just a kid. So they have a relationship together. Now, Bruce Arians had said previously that if there were any job that he would consider, it would be the Cleveland Browns job. Well, he's not going to go to the Browns. I think that's that's fairly simple. Uh, I mean, I suppose I can interview him, but you know that, that seems to be more of a Mike McCarthy-type situation there. Uh, but he did say... Uh, I guess he told Ian Rappaport of NFL Network uh, in a text message that he would talk to Jason simply because he knows him. So pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, sort of a buzz or a little bit of excitement about a guy like Bruce Arians because he does check all the boxes. But uh, the biggest box has to be whether he's committed to unretiring. And, you know, while he has a home, I guess, on a lake in Georgia, so he wouldn't be that far away from his home, um, this is something that may or may not happen in any case. They're going to talk to a lot of people. This is, in, in my opinion, this is not going to be something that will necessarily be over quickly unless they absolutely get blown away by, you know, one candidate that they had their eye on. And perhaps, you know, they go head over heels with that guy because he has leverage and he has to have, you know, the timetable has to be sped up because there's another team that's interested in him. Uh, and, and this is the thing, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a tricky deal because, um, again, you're taking on Jameis Winston in his fifth year and his fifth year only. So that means they're going to guarantee, you know, Jameis some $20 million, almost $20.1 million in a fifth-year contract unless they rip that up and do some kind of uh, renegotiated pact that's uh, more cap-friendly. But Jameis now can go forward knowing that he's a starter. And and look, Jason Light said he thought that with all the distractions, and most of these were self-imposed, that Jameis Winston, you know, began the season how? Uh, taking backup reps and working with the number twos, watching Ryan Fitzpatrick run the offense, then having to leave the facility, uh, being suspended for three weeks. Again, something that he, you know, did to himself and to his team um, by the actions he took after his rookie year with the Uber driver in Arizona. But uh, nonetheless, that really, and if if you were there every day, you can you you would know as I do um, that no matter how smoothly that appeared to go, it was it was not. It was choppy. It was a distraction. It changed the mindset of people, um, you know. And then of course, the ir- the irony of the whole thing is that everybody was, you know, sort of gripping about, hey, how are they going to navigate these three games at New Orleans, home against the Super Bowl champion Eagles, and then Monday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Turns out those are three of the best games they ever played, and they were the three best games that Ryan Fitzpatrick played when he threw for four hundred yards and four touchdowns and damn near every one of them. So, uh, but that helped create, I think. Uh, this legend, if you will, of Fitzmagic that was fresh in Dirk Cutter's mind so that when Winston did get in there and after three games he stumbled and played horribly with four interceptions in Cincinnati, that's when he was willing to go back and make the switch back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, um, you know, lots of lots of blame, lots of things that you can relive all over again. But the bottom line is that Jameis Winston is the quarterback of this football team. And not for this, just this year. I mean, I sensed... That at least if it you know if Dirk Cutter was in charge, he thinks he's seen enough of this kid um, to to want him to continue on probably beyond 2019. Now it's not to say that that will happen, um, but it certainly was you know more effusive praise than than I was prepared for. And yet 
Um, you look around and you say, well, what are their options? You know, Teddy Bridgewater didn't exactly light it up for the Saints in week 17. He's going to be a free agent. You do have Nick Foles who's out there but seems to be most effective with the Eagles. Um, and how much are you going to pay him? He's well into his 30s. So you're going to have to find a way to develop a quarterback somehow. And even though the Bucks have the fifth overall draft pick, it doesn't mean that they want to spend that currency, um, you know, trying to trying to develop uh, a quarterback. So what this means is, okay, so Jameis is your quarterback. You need to win. You need to win quickly. This is not going to be a rebuilding situation. You know, Dirk, or uh, I'm sorry, Jason Light said that he felt that this team has uh, a lot of good pieces. They need more, but they have uh, a pretty, you know, solid young core of players. Speaking of the old core, this also tumbled out on Monday, which is very, very important. And that is when asked about the future of Gerald McCoy, Jason Light merely said, Well, we have a lot of tough decisions uh, to make. A lot, a lot of people have a lot of tough decisions to make. And that's, that's uh, moving forward here into the offseason right now. It's about finding that, that head coach. Wow. No mention of, uh, you know, hey, I wouldn't think about playing without big number 93. You know, the dude that went to six straight Pro Bowls, the guy that's sort of the heart and soul, uh, a little bit of the defensive line. And, and you know, when you look at the whole sort of dismissal of that question, uh, it was shocking in a way. But McCoy is owed $13 million. I will say this, after the game, and I don't, you never know what Gerald, because he has sort of a flair for the dramatic. He is a guy that's very emotional anyway. This is the another end to another season. He, you know, he's been through nine of these or so, uh, all ending without the playoffs. And so, you know, the season ends, it ends abruptly. Uh, and after the game, he was, you know, sort of melancholy. I mean, he wasn't really himself all that much. Um, but I, I sense that, you know what, maybe he realizes it too. Maybe he realizes that the $13 million he's owed next year that is not guaranteed does not did not match their production. And if they can get rid of Warren Sapp after nine years, which they did, they certainly can get rid of Gerald McCoy. So sort of a sobering dismissal of that question uh, when it came to McCoy uh, in particular. So hold on uh, to your hats, folks. It's going to be a long, I think, uh, coaching search. There's going to be lots of ups and downs, lots of rumors and innuendos. And finally, the Bucks will wind up uh, with the head coach, uh, this will be the 10th that I've covered since 1990. I think it's the 6th since 2008 when the Bucks fired John Gruden. So uh, coaching change is something that Bucks fans are familiar with, and we'll see which way this one goes. We're going to have a great week on Sports Day Tampa Bay. We've got, uh, of course, lots of talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are back in action. Uh, more talk about the Bucks and their coaching search. We'll probably talk to Matt Baker about the national championship game that is coming up between Alabama and Clemson, Part 4 whether that's a good thing for college football. So make sure you keep it right here Monday through Friday on Sports Day Tampa Bay. And hey, remember now, do you want to be a millionaire? Sue and Howard Million have brought the cool comfort of air conditioning to Tampa Bay for 25 years or more, actually 30 years. So if you've got air conditioning needs, and look, you've got lots of choices, but I'm telling you, millionaire is where you want to go. they got 0% interest for 72 months on qualifying equipment. Give them a call at 727-862-2100. 727-862-2100. Take care of all your air conditioning needs. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a happy new year, everybody.